Welcome to Interplay. This is Michael Shapiro, your host. And today I have a dear friend directly from Memphis, Tennessee, Blind Mississippi Morris. How are you doing, sir, today? I'm doing fine. What about yourself? Well, up here in New York, we're missing you. We're missing coming down to the Blue City Cafe and hearing the best blues I've ever heard from anyone anywhere. Wow, that's a big compliment, you know. <laughs> well, there is only one blind Mississippi Morris. I, I will tell you, I don't know, uh, Mr. Cummings, it may be three years ago when I came down uh, to for performance at the University of Memphis. It may be four. I'm not, it's, it's, times are passing, as it were. It's so fast, so fast. Yes, sir. And I went, we went down to the Blue City Cafe because I had wanted to hear you and I knew of your fame and I knew that you're the greatest blues singer in the world and I had to go hear you. So we walked into the wow. Blue City Cafe. We walked into this Blue City Cafe and there you are. And you started singing with that great guitarist and that great bass guitarist, and I think Dalian Russell was on drums. Oh my heavens! And that was I, in the words of my my father Sam, who was in the jazz world in the forties. You sent me, sir. You absolutely sent me. Wow! Thank you. <laughs> now let's talk about the blues, because in my mind, as an American composer and musician com conductor. I am totally amazed by the genius of what you present when you're on Beale Street or anywhere else in Nashville or national TV and movies, wherever, doing your kind of blues. People ask you this, but I know you've had a very interesting life. And I'm just curious, where are your blues from? My blues is from Louisiana. It's where my folks originally come from. Shreveport, but I happen to be born in Clarksdale, Mississippi. That's where your name comes from, Blind Mississippi Morris? Absolutely. Well, a lot of people from me playing, you know, around, you know, different places, they didn't think I was blind, you know, and they'd be throwing up hands and all kinds of signs and, you know, stuff and Sooner or later, I said, I have to figure out a way to let them know I can't see. So I put it in my name, Blind Mississippi Morris, so we won't have no misunderstanding. Because people can get that mixed up with you, you know, kind of conceited or stuck up. Or, well, that's, that's not me at all. That's yeah. not you at all. I can say that. Yeah. But I, I'm curious about the origins of your music, because your music's very personal. And it is from your heart and from your body. I know the yes. way you move, the way you move to music is just breathtaking and it is integral. It's organic. It's part of who you are. But where do, yeah, but tell, tell us, tell your audience, where does your music come from? I know it comes from Mississippi, but explain what that means musically. Can you? Well, if music is, say, for instance, it's, it's who you are, where you come from, what you're made of what you've been through as a kid, you know, how you wanted music to sound, what you heard, you know. And basically, my music came from my family, Robin and Mary Deeks, you know. Um, they was born in Shreveport, Louisiana, but they brought the blues to Mississippi, mm -hmm. you know, playing all around Jackson and Kent, Mississippi, 
mm-hmm. Clarksdale, Memphis, God, all over the world. Um, so I wind up, you know, they they start playing with the Mississippi Sheiks, Memphis Jug Band, that type thing. And mm-hmm. as a kid, that's all I heard, you know, especially it brought about a lot of good times when you didn't have hard times probably all the summer and God through the winter, you know, you didn't can or, you know, do stuff like that. Your family had a hard time. They tried to keep the kids from feeling it, you know. Yes. But, you know, all this part of my makeup of my music, I tried to emulate, let people know exactly where I came from and how thankful I am to be here today, you know, to be able to play and still be of somewhat help. You know, I think I'm doing pretty good. Well, it's a blessing because your music's totally a blessing. I'm curious about harmonica. You picked up the harmonica young, and people yeah. call people call it a harp too. He's a great harp player, <laughs> which I, I find fascinating. Where does the word harp come from for harmonica? Well, it's got so many. Well, like a harp in the string family, it's got so many strings, like the guts of a piano. Yes. And then you got, if you just strip the harmonica down, it's like a comb. You know, a lot of people, you know, they didn't have harmonicas man back in the day, but they could take like school paper, a sheet of paper and put it over a comb, a piece of plastic and play it like a a harmonica or a kazoo. Right. Yeah. But but, So uh, you have been written about in a lot of press as one of the top five harp players slash harmonica players in the world. And I can vouch for that because I've heard you live on several occasions work with you. You're a virtuoso. You're, you're like the heifetz of the harmonica. It's nothing like I've ever heard. Now, you, you, you play harmonica and you sing. And yes. You ta- and, and you're a rhythm man, too, because you tap your foot Real out, yeah, right? And you move your you move your body and your your head back and forth, and it all happens simultaneously. I noticed something about your 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 harmonica playing, which is really interesting. You sing like you play the harmonica. Did you ever think of that? Well, That's- you know, it's it's so much to be happening when you're playing. Is you enjoy it so much? I'm sure you understand what I'm saying. Of course, when you Playing your music and you feel your music, man, it's like nothing you ever you ever had, man. It makes you feel so good, you know. It ma- it makes you smile. I mean, you can be feeling down, man. I grab my harmonica, man. It's like medic medication, you know. <laughs> I feel so good when I well, play. You put it across because everybody wants to be with you. I did notice also under your. You wear a uh, on your chest your harmonicas, right? And you did tell me when we were together that you go through a good number of harmonicas a year, don't you? Oh, yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah. Where well, these, it's the, yeah, well, it's the way I bend harmonica licks. Uh-huh. I make them just about sing. You know, like like a voice would, because music is voices. That's right. You know, and I try to explain that to people. Music is a voice. Whatever come out of a horn, or a guitar, a piano, yes, sir. whatever it comes from, it's a voice. Yes, sir. And it comes from breath. Mm-hmm. Yes. 
and your breath. That's life. That's yeah. That's it's life. life, right? Yes. Let's talk about life. life. Let's talk about life in blues. The subject matter of blues is typically somebody often going through some hard times. Not always. Yeah. Not always. Not always. Yeah. <laughs> but... <laughs> talk about some of the. Would you talk about some of the stories you tell? Give well, a few examples, please. Well, say for instance, you know, if you came up on a plantation, mm-hmm. you know, that's that's a whole different life from the streets yes, in sir. a city. Yes, sir. Because everybody in that little town knows everybody. Everybody basically got the same, mm-hmm. you know, unless you're the straw boss, you know, and you get better opportunities and things of that sort, you know, mm-hmm. back on plantation days. You didn't have to work as hard. You just watch everybody that's supposed to be working. Did you, do all, that as a, did you do that as a little kid? Any of that? As a little kid, I was kind of like a water boy at one point. Because my folks, you know, they go pick cotton, chop cotton, and stuff like that. And by noontime, I had to have the water at the end of the road, which was about, I know every bit of a mile long, sometimes a mile and a half, two miles long. Mm-hmm. They made me a wagon to get between the roads yes, and sir. just put it till I get there. Mm-hmm. And I know I'm there because they're going to go to Holland and, you know, hey, hey, <laughs> you know, they'd be so glad to get that water. You had to go to a stream, or did you get it from a, a spout? Oh, we had a pump. You had a pump. Yeah, you had to pump that water. You had to prime that pump and pump it in that tin bucket you used to get lard in. They made me a little wagon with little iron wheels that I could pull that, and I could get on down through there. I'd take my time. Interesting. By 12 noon, I'm there. Now, people don't realize that when somebody like you sings of the blues, they're singing from life, aren't you? Aren't you singing from life, from your life experiences when you start singing Life experience. And that's why the blues today don't sound like the blues of yesterday. The kids today, they don't have no blues. They can wear shoes called anywhere from a hundred bucks to a thousand dollars. My God, that's, that's, that feed a whole family for a year or better. Mm. You know, back then. Yes, sir. You got three pair of shoes for five bucks mm. yeah three pair of shoes for five dollars back then and you were so happy and that had to last you a long time so and the if music, they lasted a long time yeah. you pass them down that's absolutely so the music comes yeah. out of those experiences then right those experiences you know they got nice tables to sit at we had to sit on the floor nice chairs to sit in we sit on old buckets, you know, like those uh, big lard buckets and mm-hmm. stuff like that. You wasn't too many chairs around. There's a few cane bottom chairs, you know, but they was limited. You know, they was in there. Most of the people that claimed them chairs. <laughs> you sit on a bucket, man. And if you didn't have a bucket to sit on, you sit on the floor and ate and all that, you know. You know, when I hear you sing, this all comes out. There's just no question about it. Um, my dad used to wor- use a word uh, I, I used before called scent, S-E-N-T. Scent, that yes. Scent, that, you know, jazz men use that, used to use that. And the, the idea is certain music sends one. It puts one at a different place, you know? 
And I could say that the music of Blind Mississippi Morris sends me to a different place. Uh, um, now, let's talk about rhythm. When I was right. listening to, yeah, that's an interesting concept because rhythm is different than breath in a way. How do you, what's the place of rhythm in your blues making, Blind Mississippi? Well, a lot of people, you know, I think personally, if you don't have a soul, you don't have a rhythm. Explain. That's my opinion. You know, you got to have a soul. You got to have love. You got to have understanding. You got to be caring. Yes, sir. You got to acknowledge everything that God created around you. Mm -hmm. That's where rhythm comes from. Everything works and walks to a rhythm, fly to a rhythm, grow to a rhythm. Mm -hmm. You know, if the wind blow, you watch a tree sway, you know? Right. All those things. Now, when you're creating a song, when you're working on it, does the rhythmic pattern develop in the piece? Well, first you have to have an idea what you're writing about, whether it's fiction or or actually something going on and you're trying to tell it in a way that, you know, you, you know, you can't tell it, you know, I, I don't believe in music like the young people are, the people writing it today. They use all kind of vulgarity and, uh, you know, and a lot of words you normally wouldn't use Yes. back in our day. Yes. Wasn't allowed even on the radio. No. You know, now they can say just about virtually anything they want. What well, happens? <laughs> Yeah, but you know, but when you write in a piece and you're composing, you try to reach the heart of what you're trying to get the, the world to hear. Uh -huh. You already hear it, yes. but you got to figure out a way to make everybody out there hear. Uh -huh. You know, and everybody don't listen the same. Everybody don't feel the same things about different songs. You know, even though you wrote it and you get it out there, you know what you wrote about. Mm -hmm. Somebody else hear that song, they say, oh, man, he's talking about, man, oh, man, quit this job, you know? And you talking about you ain't got a job. <laughs> mm. So, you you know, it, it, it's the thing. You got to be able to relate to people who you're writing for. No question about it. Um, what are your favorite subjects to sing about? Life itself. Be specific. When you When you look at the beginning when you was a child, you never knew all the things because your parents never did let you know because they didn't want you to, you know, uh, know the hardship that you was going through. Yeah. Say, for instance, it was seven of us mm. in one room wow. in Clarksdale, Mississippi, at 360 Sequina. Mm. We lived right up over the Hamburger Cafe. Mm. And there was a lady by the name of Miss Clara. They called her Putin. And she always looked out for, you know, the mothers that had a lot of kids. Mm -hmm. And when the people would leave, they'd be done cooked a lot of food. And she would holler for us to come down and eat, not only us, but a lot of the kids, and tell mm -hmm. them who were gone for free. Wow. You know, so wherever mm -hmm. she's in, I know she's in heaven. You know? Beautiful, beautiful. Because everybody then versus now would give you something to write about. Everybody loved one another back then. Mm -hmm. You know, and I bring that love with me today. You do. Uh, I go, uh, I you call do. people up to sing and play with me, all those things. I know. But the the main thing, the 
the love for one another is the key that we don't have today. That's where all the killing and all the, the things negative that's happening all around us today. So you left the farm and you left all that love because everybody had the same. Everybody was suffering the same. But you get in the city, people find ways to get away from their poverty, but they forget all about the ones that came with you that's still in poverty. Yeah, I understand. They don't look back. Mm. They keep straight ahead. They don't care about nobody. If you're not out of their household, out of their family, or in their circle, they don't care. So this is what but you're saying. This is what you sing about. about. This is what you sing about. That's what I sing about. It's about it's about loss. Don't you talk? You're talking about loss yes. now. Yes. Missing, missing something in missing. our lives. Yes. That well, unity, that love, that caring. Uh-huh. You know, people looking out for one another, making yes. sure everybody in the community had exactly what they need to make it to the next minute or the next day. So when I hear the blues. And I know where the blues come from because you've told me. You inspired me to write a piece, which I wrote for band, which you heard when you, yes. came, to, when you came to University of Memphis, yes. you know, which I call Old Mississippi Bl- Sings the Blues, which is based on uh, your themes. And I wrote it for band. And Albert Wynn did it with the University of yes. Memphis Wind Ensemble yes. brilliantly. And we had, we had a Blind Mississippi Morris concert, which you, you performed with the students, which was the most magnificent yes. thing. Yes. You have an expression that you use, which is stay a while. You use it a lot. Yes. What do you mean by stay a while? Well, until you do, you don't really understand what life is all about. Mm -hmm. You know, you can run through things. You can't see the forest for the trees. I know you heard that a million times. Yeah. And what they mean by that, you can be standing up in the forest but not see the trees. Right. Troubles and dying and everything can be all around you. It looks good to you. But you don't see it. Mm-hmm. You don't feel it. You can't smell it. You can't taste it, you know? Mm-hmm. But when you come down south, people tell you, oh, man, have you had some of that good cold water? <laughs> you think they're talking about H2O. No, they're not. What are they talking about? They're talking about some of that good homemade whiskey. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> well, Tennessee's famous for it. Yes, Mississippi also. Yeah. yeah. But it had to be on the cover in Mississippi. Mm. You got some great brewers down in there. Yeah, you do. It's been passed on just like Tennessee and Kentucky, you know. Well, is the blues passed on? This is an oral tradition, isn't it? Yes. Coming it's from passed one on, master but ain't to too another. many can sing it because most of the people that I tell you that can play the blues, they done got tripped up by some of the city things that's going on, like crack mm. and all these different drugs out there. They go in the city or somebody from the city bring it in. Mm. They try and they loses everything. Well, it's it's oppression. It's just another form of oppression and making yes. money for certain people and robbing yes. robbing from the poor. It's happened yes. for thousands of years, and the issue right now is we have to stop it. Part of the role of stopping it, in my view, is outrage and acting. And part yes. of the role, part of the role, I think, 
in stopping it is what you do. Because I think in many ways you're like a prophet, if I may say so. Thank you. Well, you are, because you're bringing the truth to people. And what's the truth? I mean, we've been through suffering, all of us. We've been through hardship, all of us. Pretty common experience. Yes. People get, get through different kinds of suffering. I did not grow up in one room with my brother and my parents. It was a small apartment in Brooklyn. My father was a state office worker. It wasn't a rich family. My grandmother was came from a peasant background in Poland, you know? It's, this is hard, hard stuff. Oh, and yeah. It's common. So the commonality of it is something that we just have to remember, don't you think? And that's unity. Unity all around the world. Yes, Wherever you come from, poverty is still the same. Suffering is still the same, mm-hmm. but getting along and being able to understand your poverty with this person's poverty is the problem. Why? Why is there empathy coming from your music, and empathy from a lot of people, but then there's some people that just don't have empathy. Why don't they have empathy? Why don't they care? Well, they don't have conviction. A lot of people are out there playing. They playing for the sake of money. Mm-hmm. That's not me. I play for the love of music because I have a story to tell. You might not can read it through my words, uh, but I'm sure you can feel it, you know? Yes, sir. You can feel my music. You can feel my music. But don't you feel you have to do it? I have to write music. I can't you have to write it. You have, have to, to tell a story. You have to let people know where you came from, why you sang the blues, mm-hmm. the message you're trying to deliver. Because a lot of people don't read the Bible. Mm. And everybody think that blues is ugly and evil. It's not. Oh, no. Blues is a testimony, a story, just like it's sitting up in a courtroom. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And to end, to end our wonderful conversation with Blind Mississippi Morris, I have to say that you tell a story like no one else. I mean, Thank you so much. I've heard the great symphony orchestra, the Berlin Philharmonic, New York Philharmonic, Chicago Symphony, you name it. I've been to the great opera house. I've been to La Scala, the Metropolitan Opera, you name it. Wow. I've been to all these places because I perform in a lot of these places. And I've heard great performers over the years. But you're with them. You're totally with them. You say, you say the great images of life, and you present it in the most wonderfully warm, compassionate way. I tell you what, before I get off the air, yes, sir. I want everybody to know I'm trying to write a book. Oh. I'm trying to do a new album and a video. And it's going to take money to get around this big old world and go to these places, take these pictures. I got to get photographers and all these different things. Uh-huh. And I got to travel. And I'm asking for a little help from the community on my PayPal. Nice. Just come on and drop a few, few, few dollars in there. Hey, it'll be well worth it. Thank you, you know, and I want to write this book before I get out of this place. <laughs> I got a better, better place to be, man, in this crazy place, you know. As you would say, stay a little while, all right? Stay a little while. Yes. Stay a little while. Stay um, a little while. Blind Mississippi Morris, thank you so much for being on Interplay. Hey, my pleasure, Mr. Shapiro. People of your caliber. <laughs> Come on. It's been wonderful having you. 
This is Michael Shapiro with Blind Mississippi Morris on Interplay Conversations and Music.